0: Hello, friends, and welcome to Journey of Being a Disciple podcast. My name is Roberto, and I just want to share with you all God that is teaching me in this journey of being a disciple. And right now, in this series, we are going through the book of Romans. Last week, we started and we went through the introduction, kind of where context this letter fits in, and then also the greeting that Paul does. And uh, I loved it; got some good feedback. I'm excited to continue doing this, so we're going to go straight into verse 8. We're not going to waste any time. If you have a Bible, grab your Bible. If you have your phone, uh, I believe you can just swipe up and you can, or whatever you got to do to get to the Bible app, get to it. We're going to be reading in Romans chapter 1, verse 8 through 15. So we're going to read the the verse real quick. We're going to pray, and then we are going to jump into this scripture. So in verse 8, it says this. First, I thank my God through Jesus Christ for all of you, because your faith is proclaimed in all the world. For God is my witness, whom I serve with my spirit in the gospel of his Son, that without ceasing I mention you always in my prayers, asking that I somehow, by God's will, I may now at least succeed in coming to you. For I long to see you so that I may impart to you some spiritual gift of strengthening you, that is, that we may mutually be encouraged by each other's faith, both yours and mine. I do not want you to be unaware, brothers, that I have often intended to come to you in order that I may reap some harvest among you, as well as among the rest of the Gentiles. I am under obligation both to, so- to Greeks and barbarians, both to the wise and to the foolish. So I am eager to preach the gospel to you, also who is in Rome." Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for who you are. Thank you for this time we get to open up your word and let it illuminate our lives. Let it be a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. God, I I just pray right now that I may be a mouthpiece. May I just speak what you need me to speak. May I only do what you need me to do. God, I ask right now for those listening, may you soften their heart May you speak to them in a way that only you can, God. In your precious name, amen. Now, it starts off with him saying, First, I thank, God, I, I thank my God through Jesus Christ for all of you. I've heard of your faith throughout the entire world. So, the church in Rome, it's been going around that their faith and what's going on there is pretty epic. It's It's crazy. And then he goes on to say, For God is my witness. And, and for God is my witness holds a lot of weight back then. Um, I don't know what to say, like, would be a, a, a equal to that today. But it's like saying, like, I pinky promise. Or I swear on my mama. Like, those aren't as heavy. It's like, sometimes people just say that as jokes. But I take pinky promises pretty big. I don't know about you, but uh, if you make a pinky promise with me and you break that, uh, we got problems. Um, but it's kind of like saying, like, it held weight. People were like, "Wow, God is my witness." In the day, it was constantly mentioned by to, his, to Roman in his prayers, um, and it's just interesting. It's interesting to like. He was like, "I just want you to make sure you know this: that I pray without ceasing, and I mention you, and uh, that just does a little quick check on me because I, um, I, I want to be like Paul. Paul was a world changer. Paul." was very successful in advancing Jesus' ministry. And um, I don't just say that to say, but there's proof in text, there's proof in just history that Paul was a world changer and he was so successful at his ministry. And as a person that's in ministry personally and just someone that wants to advance God wherever I go, because God is great and people need to know about him. I want to think of like, what are some of these habits that he has? And as I read other letters in the Bible, he does talk a lot about how I pray without ceasing. I pray constantly. I pray constantly. And I do this whole little check of, am I praying for someone or something or people that I am doing it every day? It's something that it's hard because prayer is something that we always forget about. It's a conversation. Sometimes it's, submitting ourselves to God, submitting whatever we need to to Him. But I, I forget about some things. But there are people that I have tried to pray for constantly. There are situations that I try to pray for constantly. What's your prayer life like? Um, are you praying for those family members or those friends that you have or coworkers that don't believe in God yet? Are you praying that they one day come to know Him? Are you praying for situations? Are you praying for God to... Show up in a way that he only can. I forgot who I was talking to recently, but they, um, they told me about this brick wall prayer. They were praying for a brick wall to come up if it's not the like the, not the way they're supposed to go, and that's such a powerful thing to pray. Of, I want a brick wall to show up so that I know what decision I need to go, what way I need to go. God, are you constantly praying for something or someone? So that's just a little prayer check and just. How's your prayer life? How's your prayer life? Because Paul prayed without ceasing for people. Um, He goes on to say in verse 11, For I long to see you, that I may impart to you some spiritual gift to strengthen you. That is, that we may be mutually encouraged by each other's faith, both yours and mine. Now, I don't know about you, but have you ever thought about your faith being encouraging to people? I have a tattoo that it says uh, in Greek, Thothmazel. And that means he marveled. And when it says he, it means Jesus. Jesus marveled in the Gospels over two things. And one of them was the faith of a centurion. And the centurion believed that God was Jesus and that he could just speak the words and his servant would be healed. He was trying to get him to come and heal his servant. And he saw him in the distance, sent his servant and said, Hey, go, go uh, tell him, just say the word and he'll, he'll be healed. I know it. That's God over there. And Jesus marveled. He's like, "Wow, I've never met anyone with such faith that I could heal their servant." And he marveled at that. He was amazed by this centurion's faith. And then he marveled at his hometown. His hometown. They were like, "Wow, look at this guy do miracles!" But isn't that isn't that someone's that that's the guy that's the kid that grew up here? He's the carpenter's son. He can't do it, 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 it limits what he can do. Um, kind of in that town, God can do whatever, but it limited him. And he was like, wow, their faith is so little because I grew up here and Jesus only marveled at two things. And it was, uh, faith of a centurion and faith of his hometown. And it's interesting because I have that tattoo just so that I can have a a, a faith that makes Jesus marvel. And, um, it, it encourages people when you have faith like that. And uh, are you having faith? Are you trusting in situations, God, to do things that normally people would think are are crazy? So it's like if you're complacent in something, if you're complacent in your job, in your career, um, in your relationship, in your life, in your situations, in anything. um, Asking God to come into that and take leaps of faith. Sometimes you need to break it off with someone that you shouldn't or you need to have hard conversations with people that you maybe just don't want to have that hard conversation with yet or you need to make a decision in something that is just it's hard and it's 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 going to make you it's going to make you uncomfortable it's going to make you um just not understand things but you have faith in God that in each step that you take he is with you as long as it is from him so i just i ask you I know we talked about prayer life check, and now this is kind of a faith check. Um, do you have faith that makes people marvel, that encourages others, that when they see your walk with God, they're like, "Wow, that is definitely." I, I need to get on. I need to. I need to get back on the on on step with, with God real quick. I need to get back on this. I need to. I need to talk to someone more about what, what's happening, or I need to ask them what makes them have so much faith. And it gives just a great opportunity for you to either share your testimony or just share how awesome God is. So that's the other thing. And the last thing I kind of want to pull out of this this scripture is going to be in verse 13. He says, I do not want you to be unaware, brothers, that I have often intended to come to you in order that I may reap some harvest among you as well as among the rest of the Gentiles. I'm under obligation both to Greeks and to barbarians, both to the wise, foolish, so that I may preach the gospel to all of you in Rome. I love this part because, at the, at first off, the quick part is that he, he says, I am here for you, and for for you, he means the Jews. And then he talks about him here for also the Gentiles. Paul's gospel, our gospel, the gospel of Jesus Christ, is for everyone. Not a singular group of people, not just one person, one type of, like, doesn't matter anything the gospel of God is for everyone, and that's what Paul wanted them to know. But before that, something that kind of hit me, I, I don't really think about this, and I never thought about it when I read Romans before, but Paul's ministry to the Romans was bringing a harvest. He was bringing ripened crops to God. He was not watering or planting. I'm trying to use this analogy of of harvesting and staying among that like farmer talk of, When you go to a place and let's say you walk into a farm and there is corn, the corn is ready to pick and you pick it and you're like, man, look at this harvest. And I guarantee someone's like, I did that. Uh, What are you talking about? That that was me. But at the end of the day, Paul's taking this corn and he's taking it and he's he's giving it as an offering to God, like, look at this awesome corn. But here's the thing. Paul did not plant that corn. Paul did not water it. Paul did not fight the weeds that were attacking it. And it's hard to hear that sometimes because, yes, we can use this analogy of corn, but at the end of the day, Paul was going somewhere and he was pointing out the awesomeness of what was going on there. He was taking um, the harvest. And the harvest, and he was going there to increase maturity and obedience. He was pointing out the obedience of these people. He was doing this. But it was interesting that Paul doesn't say, I'm here to help bring people to God. I'm not here... He doesn't say that right away. He says, I'm here to bring a harvest. To to pick at the harvest. And I know I've said that a couple times over and over again, but it's just... It's hard for me to think about. Paul did not come to water and plant the seeds. There's people... That are meant to to harvest. But there's also people that are meant to water and plant seeds. And that means having faith that people see you and they're like, wow. I don't know what this guy's on, but he really loves Jesus. And uh, that's interesting. It's interesting. Now, they didn't come to know Jesus because of you. They didn't come to be spiritually woke because of you. They just, you helped plant a seed in them. And planting seeds is a big, big deal. Sometimes we can't do all the things. We can't. We can't help someone through a hard time or where they need spiritual help. They need. Help, they need help with God. We can't help them mature sometimes because we're either on the same level or something like that. But what we can do is plant seeds with how we live our life, with how we bring apart our. We be 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 ourselves. We can plant seeds of Jesus, and it's hard though, because sometimes we want to be like, "Oh, I cannot wait till this person just realizes how awesome they are." I cannot help realize I cannot help but wait until this person realizes how awesome God is and how they just need to turn to Him. But sometimes we aren't there to see that. Sometimes we're just there to encourage. Sometimes we're there just to help. Plant the seed that needs to be planted. And I feel like that is a struggle for some people because they want to see everything go on. They want to be a part of the whole journey. But we all have a purpose and we all have a reason. Paul's in this time was to come and help increase maturity and obedience and see the harvest in what was happening in the Church of Rome. But there were leaders in the Church that had to just be the people that planted and watered. They had to be the people that were just there when people needed. They had to help just say, Jesus loves you. God is great. God is your provider. God understands your pain. He understands your struggle. What can I just do to come alongside you? And they didn't immediately see everything that was going on. They didn't get to see the end result until Paul came. But I just, I encourage those who are, Walking with others in life, that you may understand that there is an angle and that all the glory is going to go to God one day. And you have a purpose in someone's life. You have a purpose in the place that you are. You have a purpose in what you are doing. And do not lose faith. Do not be discouraged. Even when you are discouraged, turn to God. Just turn to God and know that He is working. He is working. I, you all know that song, Waymaker, even when we don't see it, even when we don't feel it, God is working. There's a poem that was on a wall <clears throat> in Auschwitz uh, back when the Nazis and that concentration camp was in, and this lady says, "I believe in love, even when I don't see it. I, I believe in God, even when I don't feel Him. God's working." even when you can't see it even when you can't feel it god's working and there's a reason you're doing what you're doing so keep on doing it and let there be a reason to your time with people and in places god will reap the harvest god will see what you have done so that's kind of it guys that's that's what i wanted to talk about today and this is a little bit longer. I know. It, I, I'm trying to aim for about 10 minutes, but this was a 15 minute one. 10 to 18 minutes is kind of my like max time frame I want to do. But thank you so much for listening. Thank you for joining me. This, if you have uh, joining me in this like study I'm trying to do, if you have any questions, if you have any comments, violent reactions, anything, please let me know. I would love to hear your uh, your thoughts. So, thanks for joining this week at Journeying of Being a Disciple. And I hope to see you next week as we continue Romans. Bye. Love you guys.